You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler, sticking around for the show also. ODU men's basketball got a win. Needed, I would say, mentally and emotionally more than even in the standings. As far as the standings go, when it comes to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, it appears as if there is a tier right where there should be a tier. There are four teams that get the double bye. There are four teams that at least thus far this season are kind of a tier above the rest. Southern Miss, Marshall, Louisiana, James Madison, all two games at least clear of everybody else. Now, ODU is the first of that everybody else, but with the season shrinking, not that many games left, you wouldn't expect them to catch up and get that that double bye. So, are you 9-7? and seven? Are you 8-8? Eight and eight? Are you... Ah, right? It's all about peaking. It's all about making sure your team is ready to go once you hit the conference tournament after the single bye. So, the, the win as far as record... I mean, obviously, you always want to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm big on that, uh, unless you're an NFL team and you're tanking. Um, like, I, I do believe in, in trying to win every game. So you want to win, and they did win. But I think more so than in the standings, more so than in the win-loss record, more so than being 9-7 and seven in conference play and being over 500, they needed that win for pure old-school morale and momentum. The double Mo's, morale and momentum, the old Momo. This is a team that in their previous game, they didn't finish with Ben Stanley out with a knee injury, and that one's been, I mean, it's a serious one. Uh, they didn't finish with Makai Long, who was out with knee swelling. They didn't finish the previous game with Emo Essien, concussion. They'd already been through a roller coaster of a season and appeared to be nearing the the light at the end of the tunnel heading into the conference play, and then they were dealt that tough one in their their previous game. So coming into this one, it was like, come on, we need a little something to break our way. And they won the game. 74-63 over App State. They won the game. I think that's important. And by the way, Makai Long played and played well. Played high volume, 39 minutes. Think about that. He went from a game that he didn't finish due to some some knee issues, right? Swelling, stiffness, whatever you want to call it, soreness, any of the S's. Swelling, stiffness, soreness. I got none. I, I, I racked my brain pretty hard for another Strainness? One. Strain. There strain, you go. Strain. Mean- you strain this. You just want to throw this on the end? Yeah, I figured we were going with the... Strained would have would have worked. Uh but he's back and playing again and played 39 minutes, the most on the team by a considerable margin. Uh, six of 14 from the field, not exactly the most efficient night, but hey, he was out there doing what he had to do. 17 points, 12 rebounds. Good on you, right? Good on you. Now, Jenkins didn't play a ton, and obviously you're concerned about his health, so it's like, all right. All right, another one another, another one popping up here. 
right? You get you get one step forward, two steps back in a lot of cases. But uh, but a win is 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 a win. Essien didn't play. Stanley obviously didn't play. This is a team that is going to be battered and bruised heading into their conference tournament, and and you almost feel like you lose a couple of these or you lose a tight one or you, you don't know how much a 19 to 22 year old psyche can, can endure going into that moment. And there's, there's rumors, all kinds of message board stuff going on between certain teams and fans and, and all that sort of thing. I think the frustration is building up really all over that league right now. And, and a win was very, very, very much needed. And, and, yeah, we, we we could dive into the, you know, they're shooting the three better recently. We could dive into a few of those things. Uh, we could dive into how players are having to play different roles, particularly the guys off the bench that maybe were working their way either out of or into on the fringes of the rotation. But with injuries, they're forced into bigger roles. We could have all those conversations. But I think there's also room for the conversation of this. Losing takes a toll on you. And injuries to your teammates take a huge toll on you. You look around and guys that you know worked hard all offseason, right? Worked hard all preseason. Grinded through the the tough days at the beginning of the season when uh, when things weren't going as well as you wanted it to be. And it felt like they were everyone, everyone was finally being rewarded for all of that hard work. And then an injury happens and now... You're not going to be rewarded in the same way that we're going to be rewarded. And your brother, who you call a teammate, a friend, a family member, is struggling through something and you have to watch and there's nothing you can do, but you wish there was something you could do. That is mentally and and emotionally and and spiritually exhausting. Right? That's the thing that, that stinks about injuries in team sports. And I can speak to this. Like personally from, from my days playing college sports, football at university of Delaware. Everything you do when you're healthy is a team, right? Nobody's running sprints by themselves. Coach run, one person messes up, the whole team runs sprints, right? No, nobody has to come back from a deficit by yourself. If, if your point guard or, or in football, if your quarterback turns the ball over a bunch, he's not the only one down 14. We're all down 14, right? We all got to climb out of it. Everything you do when you're healthy is as a team. Injuries are the only thing you deal with solo. Right, you you want to be able to like, oh, you tore your ACL. All right, well, I'll take rehab on Monday. He'll take rehab on Tuesday. You're, you're gonna have to take Wednesday and Thursday. But then, you know, your backup will jump in on Friday. Like, we'll all. That's how you want to do it, right? Oh, is is your knee swelling up a little bit? All right, pass some of that swelling to my knee, and then we'll both be able to handle fifty percent of it. Like, that's how a team sport thinks it should operate. But when an injury happens, you're just left watching them go through a very isolating experience in a team sport. That stinks. And and it is exhausting, not just for the person going through rehab, although trust me, I'm not sitting here trying to say like watching it's just as tough as going through it. No, but it is mentally exhausting for everybody and the team and getting a win, right? Getting a laugh. You ever been on a bus or a plane home from a loss? It stinks. I'm not saying like, oh, everybody leaves without showering. I'm saying it stinks because everyone's sour and, and long-faced. After a win, even the injured guys are cracking jokes. If you're injured and you just watched a whole game, 
you get on the the bus after a win, you have like so much material, right? You get to make fun of that that goofy pass you made uh, two minutes into the game. You get to make fun of the the jumper that you missed right out of halftime. You get to make fun of that kind of stuff, and it's good for everybody. Uh, Trey Turner. Remember Trey Turner? He used to play for the Nationals, then he played for the Dodgers. Now he's playing for the Phillies, and he got $300 million. He said, Trey Turner said this. He goes, you know, spring training's been awesome so far. I've never been made fun of more and and poked fun at and, and dealt with more jokes than I have in the last two days, and I love it. That's what the clubhouse is about. He uh, hit a home run into the – I think it was into a parking lot, on the, on the and somebody yelled out you – know, and, you know, of course, right? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Somebody yelled out, he's got $300 million. Make him pay for it from his own team. Like that, that's all good. That happens after a win, and you need that release. So Old Dominion's dealing with some stuff, right? Jenkins, uh, Long, even though he played his injury. Stanley, obviously his injury. Emo Essien, everything he's been through this year. And guess what? The bus ride after the game was still all laughs. And you need it. 74-63 win over App State. They need it. Desperately. And not because like, oh, now they're in fifth place in the, the Sun Belt standings. And, you know, they hold the tiebreaker over Troy. No. It's fifth, sixth. They're going to have that one buy, not the double buy. It's, it's really about making sure mentally they can handle themselves on the way in. Two games left. Uh, one coming up on Wednesday versus Southern Miss at home. Then they close it out on Friday. The end of the regular season is this Friday at home against Marshall. Two wins would go a long way towards that psyche being something uh, they can deal with. I will put it that way. This is the 757 at 6. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. Follow us on Instagram at Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Follow me on Twitter at Donnelly Sports. Social media brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more including a 757 legend that is taking off his broadcast headset and putting on the coach's whistle. Stick around. It's the 757 at 6, talking local high school and college sports on your number one local sports station, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. D'Angelo Hall is one of those guys. One of those. He can just do anything, can he? I bet he's good at golf. I bet he beats you at horse on the basketball court. I bet you he can sing a little bit. I don't know if he's a singer, but I bet you at karaoke, he's like, I got something for you. Like, he's just one of those that's good at everything. High school legend right here in the 757. Goes to Virginia Tech. All-American, all those sorts of things. He, he was so good. You know what I used to do? D'Angelo Hall, when he was at Virginia Tech, back when the NCAA uh, video game was still out there, NCAA football. So he wasn't actually D'Angelo Hall. He was CB number four. Uh, I used to take him, put him at quarterback, because he was the fastest guy on the team. Uh, and then I just run the triple option all day, and you were not going to catch him. He was, he was going to be running the uh, – and I believe Kevin Jones was even – they're, they're uh, running back. So you'd have those two on a speed option. What are you going to do with that? Computer that I was playing against in my dynasty mode. Who like who, who, What are you going to do with that? My Heisman campaign. 
so yeah, CB number four and me go way back. D'Angelo Hall, great at Virginia Tech, needless to say. One of the top picks in the NFL draft with the Atlanta Falcons. Successful career there. Goes to Washington, successful career there. Becomes a celebrity. Retires with who untolds amounts of money. Just Scrooge McDuck piles of cash. Goes into media for a little bit. Actually does the radio color commentary for the commanders, right? Works his way up to NFL Network. He's crushing the media game. Now he's decided the media game, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm going to hang that up for the foreseeable future. Could always come back to it. Hall will be the assistant defensive backs coach with the Carolina Panthers. Talk about having immediate credibility. Like J.C. Horn is out there, right? He's going to be the the stud corner. It's going to be like, oh, were you drafted high? Yeah, so was I. Oh, you want to? You got an interception today? Do you want to see the the game footage of the game? I got four of them things in one game. Off the same quarterback? Yeah, we could we could do this if you want to do this. Immediate credibility. Again, I think there's a bit of a waste there because if he's a college coach, the recruiting that he would be able to do would be banana sandwich. But in the NFL, his his insight and his his experience will be able to to live up to it. Also, again, this is just based on like he looks like he keeps himself fit. You want you want to do something wrong? He'll show you how to do it, right? I'm not, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. You know, line up DJ Moore, right? L- l- let me show you how we do this. Get hands on him, turn, run, flip your hips, all that kind of stuff. He is one of those guys. Oh, you want to go into coaching? Sure. How about the Panthers? By the way, the Panthers. We talked about this on the Tim Donnelly show on Friday, I believe. Uh, they're putting together a little Avengers of of coaches. They have coaches with experience from Jim Caldwell, Dom Capers. They have coaches that have, have playing experience from Josh McCown, now D'Angelo Hall. They have young studs that led offenses and defenses from just a season ago that were tremendously impressive. Now they're coordinators. Like they have so much going for them. Probably the one thing they didn't have was a guy that could like still run a 4-4. Well, now you got him. And and no, oh, he probably lost a step. That's losing a couple steps for for D'Angelo Hall is running of like a four four three. He was one of the original like combine wizards who who it's like this guy's just going to test through the roof, and that's exactly what he did. Comes from the the era of uh, Virginia Tech defense where like you scored like seventeen points against them, your offensive coordinators calling calling home going we had a great day, fantastic. Right, Daryl Daryl Tapp probably would have been there. Xavier DB maybe a little Vince Hall action. They had some some studs. Cam Chancellor probably a little bit after that. I don't know if they ever ended up playing together. A little after. There's some now. I'm just running through them. The uh oh, there's an Ike. Why can I not think of his last name? He was a second round pick. Oh no. That's gonna. He was, I think, a corner. They might have been. There was a rock cart right there for a little bit. We don't have to go through it all. Uh, gosh, that Ike is gonna. There's an Ike Taylor. No Ike Taylor. No, he was a Virginia Tech corner, not not the Steelers corner. Oh man! If if any diehard Hokie fans are listening, who was the Ike? I think it's an Ike. Ike. He was a corner for the 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 Hokies. Would have been around the time of D'Angelo Hall. Hold on. Now you're just, sorry, everybody. Now you're just going to have to, 
Ike Charlton. He was an All-American at Virginia Tech. That would have that would have ruined me for the rest of the show. So I apologize everyone had to listen to me type into Google. It is Ike Charlton. You don't have to text in, so feel free. It, uh, getting back to what I was saying, though, um, I love what the, the Panthers are doing, and this D'Angelo Hall 757 legend hire goes along with it. They are not only bringing in, right? To me, it's pretty obvious what's happening here. It's a combination of two things. David Tepper, their owner, is telling their coaching staff or their their GM, their head coach, whoever's doing the hiring, Frank Reich, uh, cost is is not a thing here. We will pay the assistants what we need to to have the best assistant coaching group in the NFL. Uh, and then on top of that, it seems like Frank Reich is a lovely guy to work for, so nobody is fighting against it saying, no, that guy's a jerk. So you have a, a good recruiter for the coaching staff, deep pockets for the coaching staff. You're going to have a very good coaching staff. But what I like is they're not just going all to every position and saying, give me the most experienced, give me the guy that's coached the most pro bowlers or coached the most playoff games. They have a little bit of that, right? When got Jim Caldwell, when got Dom Capers, that little bit of going to get the guys with all of the experience and the the you know Wikipedia resumes that stretch three, four minutes of scrolling. But they also have gone to get some of the younger, some of the more innovative minds. Ajiro uh, from from Denver, who is their defensive coordinator. As we mentioned, Josh McCown, fresh off the playing field. As we mentioned, D'Angelo Hall, playing field, five years in the media, now jumping over to the defensive side. They're mixing it up. And I think those are the best, not even just coaching staffs, those are the best working environments, right? Where, like, your 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 work buddy is, is you know, you, you feel close with them but then like when you when you leave it's like you want to go out and they're like no i'm 55 and i have kids in high school it's like oh all right we're we have very varied opinions of everything going on at work right now uh and i think they're gonna have a bit of that in the in the the coaching staff for the panthers and at least part of that is going to come with a little 757 flavor because d'angelo hall uh named the assistant defensive backs coach also assistant defensive backs coach to me you might as well call that J.C. Horn's personal assistant, right? Not personal assistant, like personal assistant coach, where it's like, all right, I'm going to work with everybody. I want you to get our elite corner playing like an elite corner, right? The corner coach or the defensive backs coach will work with everybody. But you, I want you to get that guy playing like a superstar. One of my buddies is a coach at Delaware. We played at Delaware. That's basically his deal. He was the assistant linebackers coach. And they had one guy who was an All-American, led like the entire country in tackles. He was like, yeah, basically, like, he makes all the calls and everything, which is what this guy did when he played. He's like, I basically, you know, I work with them all, but I work with him. And uh, that guy's going to get drafted one day, and I'm going to be like, hey, that's all you. 757 at 6 here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. You can also follow us on Instagram at Priority Auto Sports Radio (laughs) 94.1. Social media brought to you by Dominion floor covering gate city might not be the 757 but i feel like you should start claiming mac mcclung at this point in time we're talking dunk contest coming up next right here right now it's time to talk high school and college sports in the 757 it's the 757 at six on priority auto sports radio 94.1 Seven five seven at six. Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. Robbie, if you had to guess, how close is Gate City to the seven five seven? 
without looking it up, I have no idea where Gate City is. I'm going to say about 117 miles. Way short. 417 miles. 453.1 miles. It would be about a seven-hour drive. That was going to be my next guess. That's where Mac McClung is from, but I I think it's actually like... Nobody knows where Gate City is. That guy was repping Gate City like you see a lot of people from the 757 rep their high schools around here. There are certain areas in the country, and I can say I've lived in, ready for this, Florida, I've lived in New Jersey, I've lived in Hawaii, I've lived in Maryland, I've lived in Delaware, I've lived in Nebraska, I've lived in New York, I've lived in Virginia now for a couple different spots. So I, I have a good feeling for what like the country, there are certain areas that rep where you're from much more aggressively than other areas of the country. And the 757 is definitely one of them, right? Maybe it's because there's the seven cities and there's that those little rivalries, but then as soon as you get outside the 757, all those cities become like weirdly united against everybody else. Um, but he, I mean, this guy had a much, much bigger stage than he has had, right? He had some very viral high school videos. He had uh, some good college games. Georgetown and Texas Tech. Uh, he's even made a few plays in garbage time in the NBA. But that dunk contest was by far the biggest stage he's going to have or that he has had up this thus far. And he was repping Gate City aggressively. That's a very 757 move. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. If anybody from any other state asks you where he's from, let's just claim it. Let's just say, oh, that's, you know, the eighth city. Like, let's let's just do it. No one's going to argue with you. No one knows that Gate City actually comes from a Tri-Cities area that straddles Tennessee and Virginia. He is from Gate City, Virginia. That dunk contest was at least fun. I don't think he should have been in the dunk contest. I don't think he's an NBA player. I think they finagled the system to make him an NBA player to get into the dunk contest because they felt they needed something new and they knew he brought something new. That's not to say it wasn't fun. That's not to say it wasn't exciting. That's not to say that everybody on Twitter wasn't have a, having a good time. That wasn't to say that like Steph Curry wasn't tweeting about it because he was. Let's break down a couple of the dunks, okay? The 360 windmill where two-handed, good, but eh, I'm glad it wasn't a 50. The one where he jumped over, a person on another person's shoulders grabbed the ball, tapped it off the backboard, and then dunked it reverse. That would have felt at home in a Zach Levine-Aaron Gordon final. And that's the that's the best compliment you can give to a dunk. For my money, I think it was 2015, the, the, or 2016 maybe, whatever it was, the, the Aaron Gordon-Zach Levine, where they kept going to overtimes, even though neither of them had any more dunks planned, that was the best dunk contest that I've seen. I know some of you will argue for like 1988 Jordan Wilkins, but go back and watch it again. I'm as big of a Jordan fan as there possibly is. He was getting huge scores with like this time I'm going to jump up and lean and then dunk it. And that's all he was doing was jumping up and leaning. Uh, Meanwhile, Zach Levine was like not the overwhelming winner doing a between the legs dunk from six inches inside the the free throw line. Uh, But there were dunks that Mac McClung was doing. That would have felt at home in a Levine-Aaron Gordon final at the peak of their powers. That's that's 
that's not to be trifled with. The thing I want to make sure doesn't happen, like there are professional dunkers, okay? Uh, Jordan Kilgannon, Kilgore, something like that. There is a dunker that has dunks that just no one else on the planet can do because he's a professional dunker and all he does is wake up and do like calf raises and then go go dunk and try to be creative. I don't want to get to the point where like the NBA behind closed doors is telling the Blazers they have to sign this guy off YouTube to a 10-day just so they can go in the dunk contest and someone can have an opportunity to, to knock off Mac McClung. Because based on what I saw from McClung and how confident he was in the postgame saying, yeah, I'm going to be back to defend my title as long as they'll allow me, I don't think anyone's going to beat him next year. I think he's going to spend way more time than an NBA player should getting ready for next year because now that's his brand. He's that guy, right? NBA players, their off seasons, guess what they're they're doing? Better basketball, right? They got to work on defense and shooting. If if McClung wants to, he can live off his athleticism in the G League and then sign a 10-day contract two days before All-Star Weekend every year and win the dunk contest for the next, like, three or four or five unless they go get another professional dunker to do the same thing. And that I don't want to get into. In a weird way, even though I didn't really recognize the other guys that were in the dunk contest either. It's not like I was watching NBA games going, like, let's go for that guy. But I was kind of rooting for him just because I was – even though I have now claimed Mac McClung for our area, still room for the other guys just because I want the NBA dunk contest to remain the NBA dunk contest. I still think the NBA should just put a stupid amount of money on it. There was a, a Vince Carter revealed that at one point in time, they wanted to have a LeBron versus Kobe versus T-Mac versus Vince Carter dunk contest, and they had offers of a million cash for each of them. And it didn't happen because a million cash doesn't get those guys out of bed. I'm thinking you need to make it like the Red Bull dunk contest or something, right? One of those, just they give a ton of money to marketing, put like 10 million cash on it and try to get the best of the best. And if you want to put McClung in there now that he's already established as the dunker, fine. But I don't think he's beaten like Zion, Ja Morant, who, who, uh, Anthony Edwards and McClung. I think the odds severely shift in the other direction on that one. Although the $10 million might motivate McClung to do something crazy because he's the least likely to have that kind of money from, from the NBA. He might be like setting himself on fire or something crazy. With those suits that make it okay to set yourself on fire, I'm not saying anything that's going to harm anybody. Under the, the, the guise of professional advisement. I don't think I use the word guys right there, but you know what I mean. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Uh, I'm getting ready to take off for the day. But tomorrow on the Tim Donnelly Show starting at 3 is Derek Carr Day. We are going to decide which teams should want to sign Derek Carr. Which teams should Derek Carr want to sign with? uh, And where will he eventually end up? That's all going to be decided tomorrow on the Tim Donnelly Show from 3 to 6. So if you want to get a jump, send it into our text line, 757-687-9494. Who should want Derek Carr? Where should he want to go? And where does he ultimately end up and why? 757-687-9494. Robbie's going to round out the show with Robbie's Roundout coming up in just a couple of minutes here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And uh, since we talked about ODU earlier, uh, games on Wednesday, games on Friday, both of those will be heard right here on the flagship for ODU Athletics as well. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. With that being said, 
I'm going to peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. Enjoy Robbie's roundout coming up next. And he putting on the handle. CJ going to shake him up. Good job, man. It's oh, over. my goodness. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have witnessed a star being born tonight. Let's stop it. A star has been born tonight. A star. A star. Like an NBA star? The clock is running out on the 757 at 6. That means it's time for Robbie's Roundup. Or wait a minute. It's Robbie's Roundabout. Or Robbie's Roundout. Whatever he's calling it today, here's Robbie Vogler on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Oh, yeah. That's right. It is Robbie's Roundout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Depending on your work schedule, I could be talking to. Someone that's right in the middle of their work day. So I guess it would be kind of the afternoon for you. I could be talking to someone that just woke up because they got to work the night shift. So good morning to you. And then if you just got off work or if you didn't have work at all today because it is President's Day. And some of you out there, I'm sure, got the day off. Congratulations to you. It's the evening, which means in a few short hours, you're going to be going to bed and then waking up and you're going to want to work tomorrow. But the reason I'm in in such a great mood, and let me tell you, I am in a fantastic, fantastic mood, and that's because we talked about it last week. We talked about it leading up to last week. Baseball is officially back in the 757. Old Dominion won the series this weekend against St. John's. Did what they needed to do. And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Does it get me excited for this season. They lost on Friday. 7-6 in extra innings. They won on Saturday. No problem. 7-5. And then yesterday. Yesterday is the game that I want to focus on. The series finale, they won 10-5, to and that's more like it. Not only did they win 10-5 to yesterday, my guy, Jake Tyser. Jake Tyser was named today Collegiate Baseball National Player of the Week. It's only the first weekend, and out of everybody that competed this weekend, the highs, the lows, the goods, the bads, the top teams in the country, the bottom feeders in the country in collegiate baseball, Jake Tyser was the collegiate national player of the week. He had three home runs yesterday. He went three for three with three home runs, five RBIs, four runs, a walk, and a hit by pitch. I'd say that's a very quality game for what I believe is going to be a very special player for Old Dominion this season. He was a junior college transfer from last year. This is his first year with the Monarchs. 
for the entire season, series rather, all weekend. He went five for eight. Had a .769 on base percentage. Along with the three home runs that he had yesterday, he had a double seven ribbies, five runs, two walks, 15 total bases. He was also hit by a pitch three times, which is going to happen. I've noticed that, with especially with college, college baseball. They hit each other a lot. I went to a baseball, I think I went to an ODU baseball game last season. And I think I remember, you know, someone got hit every other time they were up to bat. And I think, you know, while I was there, I I was there for one game at this time. And I think I saw like six or seven guys get hit. It just happens. I, I can't explain it. Collegiate athletes, they're they're trying stuff out. They're trying to impress the scouts that are in, in the building. I get it. It happens, and it's okay. That being said, it's the first Monarch to be named the National Player of the Week since Matt Kootenay was selected the National Player of the Week April 19th of last year. And, and let's not forget, Matt Kootenay was one of the best players in the country all season last year. And it's exciting to me to see this baseball team doing what they're doing. And it's more exciting to me to see athletes like Jake Tyser exceeding so early in the season. We're only in weekend one. The first series is all we're talking about. And we are already talking about national accolades from some of their players. That is unbelievable. It's the first time a Monarch has hit three game, three home runs in a game since Andy Gariola. We are talking about legendary players for the, for the Monarchs. Andy Gariola, everybody knows who he is. One of the, the power hitters in the country last year. Matt Cooney, again, one of the power hitters, one of the best hitters in the country last year for the ODU Monarchs. That is what I love to see. Not only do I want to see those individual performances, because again, in baseball, it is a lot about the individual performances. But not only are, are the individual performances happening, they are contributing to wins. Taking two or three games from a St. John's team that, again, we don't know how they're going to be. Last year, they weren't that great. ODU was a lot better than them last year. But we don't know how they how much they reloaded. And I'm excited to see that ODU kind of left off right where they they or you know kind of took off right where they left off last season. They lost some pieces to the draft to transfer portal, but they also gained some pieces. Jake Tyser is one of those pieces, and I cannot wait to watch him. I can't wait to go go to the bud this season and watch him in person. Because it is going to be a lot of fun to see what happens with him this year. He's going to be a special player to watch out for. You don't know what you get sometimes when you bring in a transfer, especially from a JUCO school. You don't know really what you got until you you put him in a Division One uniform and you put him out there in, in front of everybody. You talk about m- making big strides and big moments. Going five for eight with three dingers. 
on your first series in Division One, your first series with your new team? You know what? I don't know if you could have asked for a better start from anybody. And again, that's why he is the National Player of the Week. <laughs> pretty impressive and pretty exciting to know that we have more stars in the mix for Old Dominion in this baseball season. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're back at the bud tomorrow. That's at 3 p.m., kind of a midweek scrum. And then their first road game of the weekend. If you are out in the Williamsburg area, they play Wednesday at 3 p.m., William and Mary at William and Mary. So if you are in the area, again, if you are in the the area of Williamsburg and you don't get to make it down here that often, but you want to go see ODU baseball, they're going to be out there on Wednesday. So I, I encourage you to go out there and, and, and watch some of these athletes because you're going to be seeing a lot of these athletes down the road. You're going to be hearing a lot about them right here on the 757 at 6. I promise Tim and I are going to keep you updated throughout the entire season because this first weekend has gotten me excited. I was excited before the first game even started. But this first game, this first series, seeing what Jake Tyser is doing I cannot wait to see what he does the rest of this week. I'm not going to say you're, you, we should not be expecting. We should not be expecting, folks, three home runs every single game. I'm not saying that. But we should be, we should be expecting some big things from Jake Tyser. I can't wait. That's going to wrap things up for the 757 and 6 and Robbie's Roundout. Don't forget to go follow me on Twitter at Robbie Vogler, R-O-B-B-I-E-V-O-G-L-E-R. Tweet at me anytime. Also, the Dreamlawns text line is always available for you to text in. 757-687-9494 is the Dreamlawn text. text line if you are excited about baseball if you are excited about baseball as much as i'm excited about baseball getting started text me tweet me and let me know let's let's celebrate this time together the weather's starting to get nice and it is an exciting time i hope you have a great rest of your night we'll be back here tomorrow right here on the 757 at 6 and of course on priority auto sports radio 94.1 for tim donnelly i'm robbie vogler saying so long have a great night later